The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Many individuals try to find success on a daily basis. But what defines this success? Where does it come from? When you find a passion in your life and pursue this passion, everything can come together to form success. This is Taking Care of Business with David Wallach. Our guests will motivate you to take the next step to your success. Now, here's your host, David Wallach. Good morning, y'all. Following our break break last Tuesday, it feels great to be back with our loyal listeners, and we welcome all new listeners to our show, Taking Care of Business. Today, for a change, I have two guests, husband and wife, partners in life and business, co-owners of The Sweat Lab. Welcome, Rianne and Matt, and good morning. Good morning. Um, We thought following spring break, Easter, Passover feasting, the most appropriate thing to do is head to the gym, or in our case, heading to The Sweat Lab. Uh, Rianne and Matt are hosting us here at The Sweat Lab in Calgary. Uh, For a simple reason, following our show, Matt has to jump on a bike and instruct a Spin class, right? Spin and, and strength. That's right. Yeah. Uh, back at thank it. God I have to go to work. Um, <laughs> usually I start my uh, shows with I met my guest, etc. This time, before I met Rihanna and Matt, I met Brittany, Diana, Bree, Chelsea, Brianna, and I have a weekly meeting with Tara, which my wife is aware of. Uh, these ladies have one thing in common. They kick something out of me and make me sweat buckets in spin classes. And later, I'll relate to the first time I met Rianne and met and, and share with you uh, my first meeting with her. Before I go into the questions, I would like to kind of share a little bit of Rianne's and Matt's bio. Rianne was born and raised in Calgary, and she's a dancer. She started dancing at age three, correct? Yeah. Are you still right. dancing? Um, I do it from time to time, okay. yeah, more for recreation. <laughs> uh, perfect. <laughs> After completing her secondary education in business management, she joined Matt on a 12-year journey while he played hockey in Europe and North America. Uh, during those years, Rianne was able to gain experience in diverse fitness communities. Um, she also had a home-based wedding cake business, which is surprising because from looking at you, you probably didn't taste, you just prepared them. <laughs> I think it can be deceiving, for sure. Oh, okay. There's a lot of, <laughs> lot of tubs of icing going down, that's for uh, sure. Rianne is a certified group fitness instructor, spin instructor in Pilates, and also a bar instructor. By the way, last time I checked, bar is spelled B-A-R, not B-A-R-R-E. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it later. <laughs> uh, Matt. Matt is a native of Red Deer, 100 miles north of here, of Calgary, and like every good Alberta boy, hockey was his passion. Uh, Matt, played, Matt played five years with, with the Calgary Hitmen in the Western Hockey League and still ranked among the top defensemen in team's records. In 1999, uh, he was drafted by the Buffalo Sabres on the fifth round of the NHL draft. Matt spent the following 12 years playing in Austria, Switzerland, Germany, as well as the American Hockey League and retired in the end of 2011-2012 season. Sprechen Sie Deutsch? 
Meine Deutsch ist nicht so gut. Ah, sehr gut, sehr gut. I just asked him if he speaks German and he said that his German is not so good, but I can attest it's very good. Uh, following a retirement, uh, he joined Apex Oilfield Services, an account manager, and spent three years with Apex before joining forces with his former teammate, Jeff Glass, and his wife, Ellie, to open the sweat lab. Uh, Ryan and Matt have three kids. And once again, good morning, and uh, thank you for having us here with, with you. Um, now, I have to admit, with, when I got your bios, um, I kind of categorized you as very tough clients. You don't share much information <laughs> about your personal life, uh, and I have to ask you. So, uh, Ryan, why would you, would, don't we start with you? Tell us about your parents, about siblings, what they do, are they in the business, are they... Encourage you to open a business, or they just wanted you to, you know, get a job and, and relax. Yeah, I think you know my parents were always super supportive of any sort of goals or dreams that my brothers or I had um, throughout our life. Just wanting us to always be happy for sure, but encouraging us to never quit at what we've done. So choosing a path and and sticking to that path and and you know pushing forward with that. Um, I do have two older brothers. They both live here in Calgary as well. Um, as well as my parents live in Calgary. And they all come here to do some uh, workouts? Well, my mom <laughs> makes an appearance for sure. I'm, I'm hoping to get the others on board too. I see. <laughs> Matt, what about your family? Yeah, my family, we're still all based out of Red Deer. Um, I have an older sister and a younger brother. Uh, so they, um, they've been there. And my situation is obviously a little bit different. I've been away from home since 16. So um, to have that you know, only be a hundred miles north of us. I get up quite a bit, and um, it's always great to catch up with my sister and her family. She's got a little boy and another one on the way. So, um, yeah, we're very fortunate that our families are close. I know a lot of people that live in the hockey world; their uh, families can be quite far away. So we have that luxury of driving up there for special events and and uh, seeing Rand's family here as well. You know, before we continue, I have to ask you a question. Uh, something happened last night, and you, as a hockey professional or hockey athlete, um, you know what happened to the Flames? Leading four-one, <laughs> five minutes before the end of the second period, I was able to go and say, "Okay, it's our game. I'm going to read a book." Yeah. And I wake up this morning, and my wife tells me, "Well, I lost in overtime." I know. I think you were the same on uh, the same wavelength as my son. He went to bed and came up, and he was excited to see game four and have, for the Flames a chance to tie the series. It's just a, it's a funny game. Momentum can change, but that one, uh, that one's going to be tough to tough to get back. So we can summarize that they're chokers. Yeah, well, I don't, I'm a kind of kind of stay even playing field. I'm still still hopeful, but it's there's a, no a politically correct. There's no political <laughs> yeah, correctness on that's my a shows. tough one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, perfect. Uh, moving forward, uh, what kind of kid were you growing up? You know. I've been involved in professional sport, not as an athlete, because you look at me, I'm, I'm on the management side, but I don't know many good athletes that were good, you know, school kids. Yeah, I mean, it's um, it's funny. I would, obviously, you play hockey for fun as a kid, and then I was very, you know, with a lot of hard work and um, a lot of passion, I was able to turn it into profession. So there does come a time, you know, eventually those high school years get really tough, especially when you're playing in the Western Hockey League and, and traveling. Um, for myself, I tried to really, um, uh, in the summertime, I, I tried to do my Math 30 and my science is the classes that are really, 
you really need to be hands-on there. And I left um, my grade 12 year where I had English and social just to take. Um, so I, those are things that, you, you know, are a lot of reading material where you can uh, sit on the bus and, and try to get that done. So obviously keeping the fact that, um, you know, I was lucky to make the next step from the Western Hockey League into a professional career. Um, but obviously having supportive parents and making sure to get that, that screen done was, was very important. And Rianne, where did you take your post-secondary? Um, I was a bit of a, a mishmash with marrying Matt so young and us moving. So I started in Calgary um, with Sate and Mount Royal mm-hmm. and then finished off through Athabasca. And uh, you completed I graduated, your diploma, yes. you graduated with business management. I did, yeah. And... Um, did you practice it in the first 12 years before? It- um, I didn't actually because I finished on the road with Matt. So <laughs> I dived right into to the hockey life from there. Yeah. <laughs> um, how did you guys meet? Oh, funny story. Uh, well, I stopped oh, too really? Oh, funny. <laughs> no, it, actually, funny, um, but... it was here in Calgary, and that's our, been our home base. We actually met through um, good friends of ours that are still still friends to this day and it was another guy actually in the hockey team by the name of Brad Moran some of these some of the Calgary people Hitman Pats would probably know that name um, and he uh, he was dating at the time uh, and that now his wife Sarah and who Sarah, also actually works at the sweat lab <laughs> yeah yeah so, um, so Sarah and, and Rianne grew up together they danced together and, and then I kind of met them I met Ryan through through them, so um, it, it's kind of a fun relationship that we have. And so the first meeting, who took the initiative? And be honest here. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to say it was me. I would, <laughs> no, I, I think it was me. I didn't get a very good response back. I remember we walked out the door, and I said, or at the end of the day, because um, there's a group of us at at a at a friend's house, and I just said, "Can I get your number?" And Ryan says, um, "I can get." I'll get a hold of you. And I said, oh, geez, okay, well, when we're sitting here, I can give it to you. She's like, don't worry, I'll get a hold of you when when I need to get a hold of you. <laughs> I'm kind of like, oh, okay, well, I probably won't hear back from her, but sure enough, a couple of days later, I actually did. So uh, I'm, I must have done made an impression, good or bad, one way or the other. <laughs> so, Rianne, you said you married young. I did. And uh, so who proposed and where and how? Yeah, that was Matt proposed in Calgary. Um, it would be- in the locker room? <laughs> no. <laughs> that would be quite fitting, I guess, yeah. yeah. Um, just downtown Calgary, actually, in Eau Claire Market, after, after a dinner is where he proposed to me. Um, I kind of always knew, I guess, it was going to go that direction, but def- definitely didn't think it would happen that quickly. Um, yeah, with his profession and his career and moving, obviously our life was on a little bit of a different path and that we knew that... You know, we had to make a decision one way or the other. Eventually, with him, he had signed with the New York Rangers, so we knew he was going to be moving long term. It wasn't going to be a short term thing. So, how old were you when you say you're too young? Um, I would have been. Yeah, I was married at 21. That's young. My wife is 19. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't break our record. It's different nowadays, though, right? Um, So, Rihanna, I have a question for you. You kind of. Get Loma, put everything aside to support Matt and uh, travel with him, uh, right. like all over Europe, North America. Any regrets not going to, you know, doing what you kind of got the diploma for? Or no, I think you know you take. My goal, I guess, was more to have that business background because I always wanted to be an entrepreneur in one shape or form. Um, I did my final project actually on a studio and fitness facility, so I knew 
that I was moving in that direction. Um, I always like to say our life was kind of lived the opposite. We, you know, we got married, we had kids, and now we're living out that profession. So I think you can never replace experiences we had, to be honest. It was, we met some amazing people. I got to live through the fitness industry all over the world. Um, There's just a, a lot of learning experiences and life experiences when you travel through that many different countries. So I know I would never regret what we did. And how is your Deutsch? Not so good. <laughs> uh, if I ask you, we get in it, do you know what to answer? No. <laughs> it's, it's just simple. It's how are you? Yes. No. It's not, too, it's not too bad, but I can definitely say Matt's a little bit better than I am, for sure. <laughs> well, yeah, to play with uh, German. Are there any play, German hockey players? Yeah, well, the, the real big ones, uh, Leon Dreisaitl, the kid up in Edmonton. Yeah, yeah so he's, uh, he's a big guy, and um, we were... Uh, you know, I actually had his dad for as a coach one year over there, so I got to meet Leon. But uh, German hockey is it's an entertaining factor. I think soccer stadiums and little hockey rinks, and uh, we enjoyed our time over there for sure. <laughs> um, Matt, you know, one of the toughest decisions that a professional athlete uh, must make is retirement. Mm-hmm. And um, it's when to retire uh, or, or, you know, how to retire. Um, share with us the process you went through. Well, mine was a little bit different because I... Uh, I didn't think I was going to be, we had an offer. We'd been in a place that we had uh, really enjoyed for three years. Um, so we, we were, had an offer to go back to that place. Um, what we were finding with my son, with jumping back and forth with schooling, it was getting tough for him to... How old was he? Uh, grade three. So would that be seven? Yeah, grade three. Yeah, okay. seven, uh-huh. So somewhere around there. And uh, it was just getting tough schooling-wise. He was, he was uh, fluent in German. Um, but we were kind of spending half of time one place and half the time the other. Uh, had a deal with another German team to go back for two more years. Um, I think it was just time family-wise. It's never an easy decision. I guess the way I look back on it, not knowing it was my last game, maybe that's the only regret. Um, but just knowing um, I got to leave on my own terms. It wasn't a contract issue. It wasn't health um, to leave that way. That's what I take the positive of it for. But... Um, obviously, it would have been nice to know it was your last year, last game. You know, Ran um, didn't get to see that last game because she brought the kids back early because we were in playoffs at the time to get the kids back and settle into school. Um, so that that was kind of um, not an easy time. It's a tough transition for any athlete. I don't think there's a lot of help for professional athletes to make that transition. But um, I dove into three or four things. Like you said, I went downtown to work at Apex. Um I was doing some scouting for the Red Deer Rebels at the time. So, so when you made a decision to retire, did you know what the next step in life is? Or you were just, you know, I decided to retire and then now let's find a job? No, well, I didn't I, I didn't go to that extreme. I just, I knew, I, I wanted to set ourselves up. So I talked to some other for, uh, former pro athlete, uh, pro hockey players that were here in Calgary. Um, they were working downtown in oil and gas and doing some accounting and sales. Um, I did a couple interviews. I got on to it. It just happened to be the right transition. Got a good job uh, with Apex with a great company here in Calgary. Um, and then I think that made the decision a little bit easier. And, and it was just kind of felt like time. Uh, Rianne, one last question before mm-hmm. we go on a commercial break. So, um, you know, Matt has 12 years of experience in hockey. And right. you are very dedicated. You have to go to practice. You have to travel. You have the whole nine yard. And then it's kind of, you know, from a high, you go into a lull uh, when you retire. Right. How was he in the first year after he retired? 
I can say uh, take he was... your headset off. <laughs> I wanted to tell the truth, Matt. Should I say the truth? Or yeah, should yeah, I yeah. say no? Actually, Matt. Um, we can handle to, the truth. Yeah, true to Matt. Um, he's he handled it like a champ for sure. I mean, I never really saw that emotion come through. I knew it was really tough on him, but he, you know. He always said he wouldn't look back once he, he kind of took the next journey and the next path and keep those memories and we can talk about it, um, but not dwell on it and create the excitement for the future. So, yeah, he really just dove right into it and was the rock for sure of our family as we moved through. <laughs> I think some days it was harder on me than on him. I was worried about him a little bit, um, but he was unbelievable, okay. definitely. That's awesome. Um, well, it looks we're uh, coming into our first uh, commercial break. Um, make sure, guys, you open a new tab and check our social media. Our dedicated production assistant, Cassandra Hannison, is going to share on our social media some of the Sweat Lab activities and pictures. Um, and uh, one of them I'm going to mention here before we go out is um, there is a ride here on April 28th at 6 p.m., uh, ending Autism Awareness Month, um, and um, you know what? Um, I don't know if there's still room, but if there's still room, Zora, my wife, and I will be here on Friday, April 20, uh, 28th at 6 p.m. And instead of 25 per person, we'll give a uh, we'll give 100 bucks for both of us. Oh wow! And Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Uh, the only question is what Tara will do. Uh, Saturday at 9.30, if I do a ride at Friday at 6, <laughs> I may be a little bit uh, kind of tired. Tara, I hope you listen and feel, feel mercy for me. Uh, okay, guys, we'll meet you uh, here on the other side of the commercials. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit VoiceAmerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. 
Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into Taking Care of Business with David Wallach. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to dvwallach at gmail.com. That's D-I-V-I-Wallach at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's show. And we're back with our guests, Rianne and Matt. Um you know, before we jumped into the commercial break, we kind of uh, mentioned, uh, Matt, you're retiring and you decided to join the oil and gas. So why, why the oil and gas industry? You were like, what was the decision to join the oil and gas industry? Yeah, I mean, after playing with hockey and, and exp- trying to explore different opportunities, um, like I mentioned before, a lot of uh, former pro hockey players have been downtown. So you kind of lean on them for support in the next transition. And and uh and that's next chapter in life so they had thought you know you should get into touch with these guys and go downtown it's a good opportunity um you know coming from a pretty well-paying job uh, the, it actually was pretty um pretty good pay for as, as well to get to land the job that i did i was very fortunate um so yeah i think just leaning on other hockey guys i'd look to try to get into scouting but it, i think just to be able to be stable now for the kids was the priority um so I think that was kind of the, the objective. I mean, to get into scouting or coaching um, would have been a great thing. I, you know, I still love hockey. I still like to coach my son and be a part of his hockey journey. Um, but it was very important to stay stable. Not, you know, I felt if I was going to travel as a coach or as a scout, I might as well be playing. So um, it's just very important to keep the family um, in their roots. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you worked there for three years and what made the decision that you don't, you want to go on your own and well, you don't want to work for anyone else anymore? Yeah, I think part of it was um, uh, the company was making changes. So I was part of, uh, you know, oil and gas that people aren't aware in Calgary is, uh, you know, we're obviously taking downturns. So there was cutbacks and I was part of the third round of the, of the company cut backs and got laid off so i mean the decision and timing actually worked out pretty good because this was getting pretty intense here at the sweat lab things have been growing really busy it was getting to be uh um a lot on one person um that's trying to raise kids and make meals and and do everything on the side while i'm at work so um there was another an extra set of hands needed to be helped and it wasn't that i wasn't doing anything i was doing a lot of the background paperwork and that kind of stuff anyways just to have the right time kind of worked out really well so ryan what did you do in those three years after you guys settled back in calgary and met with the job with apex right so it, it was all cooking, um the sweat lab had started so we had a year, his first year that he was working with Apex was the preparation for the opening of the sweat lab. Um, so there was a ton of work to be done before the doors opened. So hands on deck for that. Um, and then the next two years he he was working, we were, we were open. Okay. So. so as you know, the whole show is about entrepreneurship and about, you know, uh, telling the story, um, the success story. And so now we're going to jump into the sweat lab. So who came up with the idea? Like, you know, I look around uh, and I work downtown. My office is downtown. I don't think we have shortage of gyms. 
So who came up with the idea of the sweat lab? Right. Well, um, when we were living actually in Europe, I my constant, I guess, was fitness. So every city we would move to, the first thing I would do is get a gym membership with all the other wives, um, find the closest yoga studio that I could go to to create relationships. Um, and I was doing actually I was ordering videos because they didn't have bar quite yet in Europe. So I was ordering they videos. They have a lot of bars in Europe. Yeah, they have yeah. a ton of bars, <laughs> yeah. And they're open really late, too. Um, so, yeah, I was actually doing ordering videos and doing bar in my front room for mm-hmm. a couple of years. Um, and I remember calling my mom one day and saying, I know what I want to do when Matt retires. When I grow up. When I grow up, <laughs> yeah. When I'm 30, I know what I want to do. Um, and so the idea kind of stemmed there. And then... Matt and I were talking one day and he said, I know you really love bar and you love to dance, um, but is that something you would want to do and only want to do every single day? And I said, well, no, I do like to run. I like to go to the gym. So we started to form this idea of the multifaceted facility um, for cross training, more or less. So the idea kind of stemmed just from us throwing ideas back and forth. Um, and then... You can jump in, Matt. Yeah, 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 no, no. <laughs> I like I to think, talk. Uh, I think yeah, Rand hit it on the head. We just, um, I think it's just about finding uh, a, a place where you can do all different facets. It's um, forever changing. We have the flexibility that we're not tied down to. Um, uh, obviously, spins a little bit different. That room's kind of set. <laughs> you know, if you're not moving bikes out. Um, but you know, we have this multi-purpose room, and um, how can we use it? Um, obviously, bars um, been a big thing starting to come into Calgary it's really taking off now um, and you know the circuit we implemented a few months in and then yoga having that balance of yoga so that's a very busy room um, obviously uh, spins uh, spins a staple it's um, it's been around forever so uh, it's just the balance just really seemed to work it was and I think I think to, to have people to come to one facility instead of having memberships or passes at three or four different places uh, alleviates a headache um, you come in people know who we are we're getting to the point now where we have uh, teachers that are teaching in multi faucets so we're pushing our instructors and our people to want to venture out of their their norm which is really exciting um, and we have a great staff that that um, has always the best interest of the clients so and that's really important really in business yeah <laughs> you know if you don't believe Tara yeah, I know <laughs> since my wife uh, pushes me here three times a week I, I doubt that they have my best interest <laughs> Uh, I'm in pain after every time I come here. Um, but you keep coming back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know, I want to stay in, in with a, with a SWAT lab because uh, usually it's called a gym, and this is called right. a lab. And and um, you know, in a world that uh, I, I drive today, if, if you drive around Calgary and every see, and I travel a lot because of work, and uh, you know, you go and you see the rowing clubs and the boxing clubs and the kickboxing clubs and the spin clubs and the gyms, and what is your uniqueness? Why? What makes you different? What makes you successful? Well, I think it should kind of touched on it a little bit earlier. I think it's just having one facility um, to be able to come to and call your community. I mean, it, you really do. A lot of these studios here in Calgary do a great job. Um, we're, we're trying not to be a fad. We're trying to be a lifestyle. And we want people to come back. We want people to feel appreciated. We want people to feel like they can get away from whatever's outside these doors, whether it's family, kids, job, stress, whatever it is. Or maybe it's a good day and you just want to come get some exercise. And I think that's um, 
that's the objective. That's the goal. That's um, that's what we try to instill in our in our front from the people that walk through through with our front desk staff. And um, it always starts with us. It starts as with us as uh, as owners, and we got to portray that. Um, you know, you, you mentioned uh, in, in your answer one of the words you used was community. Um, my day job is real estate, and a lot of the people that want to open all those clubs, gyms, whatever you call them, they want to be like Beltline, downtown, and you guys decided to go to an area that is just developing, being developed out, West Calgary. Um, is community part of your success? Yeah, I think um, we live up at the center town, so we know the people. We're invested in the community. Our kids play their sports in this community, um, and we really do love it up here. That was the initial, the initial thought, I guess, behind opening at the center town. We know the market up here was a, another really big draw for us. Um, yeah, I think it's a wonderful community up here on the west side. Um, and you know, in a world that you have, um, you know. Um, big whales like Orange Theory and 24 Hours and those guys, I don't even know all the names. And how, how do you compete? How do you kind of, you know, separate yourself from the from the competition? Yeah, I think, um, well, one thing I think with the, the chains, it's a little bit different. There's a lot of structure within, within their business model. Um, I think there's competition at all times. You're always going to have something coming through the next, the door. Um, you're always going to have people coming in, whether it's uh, owners or instructors from other studios. And um, I think you just got to be confident in your product. They don't have the mind or that you got to believe in what you really believe in. And they, maybe they don't have the mind and the programming aspects that we have. Um, and not saying that there's not some good places because there really is. But I think you just got to straight stay true to who you are. And I think you just got to believe in what you're doing. And there's no right or wrong. You're going to make mistakes, and that's uh, part of learning, and that's part of growing. Um, you just hope the mistakes aren't big mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, too, you know, we have such a strong fitness community in Calgary. And I think, Matt, and I don't always look at it as competition as much as we look at it as pushing us to be better. So, you know, each facility, we all kind of drive, push and create this drive for each other to, to grow and get better and better. So as, as professionals in this uh, industry, do you see our city and our area becoming more and more involved in, you know, lifestyle and, and whether it's workouts or, you know, hiking or, or are we kind of, you know, lazy and love our beer and steak and fries? <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a good combination for sure. But, you know, living in, in numerous different cities, I think we've seen a lot of different activity for sure. Um, Calgary's growing. It's creating more culture all the time. I think it's maybe not, not as strong as some other cities we've been in, um, but we're really happy and excited to see that it is coming and it is growing. And like I said, there's so many amazing entrepreneurs in the city that we, we really are creating that. Um, both of you are kind of uh, working in the business as instructors. Right, uh, I know you do spin. Yeah, um, and you do your bar, yeah. bar, bar, yeah, bar, bar or bar. Yeah. I can help you there, <laughs> not here. You have to come to our bar, bar, bar to bar event. Yeah, like uh, and um, you know, as an owner, there's always um, working in the business and on the business. In the business is what you do. You know, the paperwork, the uh, being an instructor. 
but where do you find a balance? How do you find a balance between three kids, uh, you know, being an instructor and working on the business versus in the business? Yeah, I think, well, for me, I came into it a little bit later. I, I was really a lot of the background work, a lot of the paperwork, the guy that's not the pretty, you know, the, the face of the business, I guess you could say, um, which is fine. I'm totally happy doing that. And then I think for, for me personally, I think it was, I was getting to the point where I needed to get more in tune with what was happening in the spin program. Um, so I took it upon myself to get trained. I never thought I would be doing it as much as I'm doing right now. I just wanted it to educate myself a little bit more and, and know what the clients are feeling because you take a lot of classes and you watch a lot of instructors. So I think being, and Ryan can speak for the bar part, I think it's very important in this kind of industry to, to have that, which is the most important thing. But um, to sit in classes and now understand what clients are going through, things and the bad things that they like out of classes, to go out on stage, allow us to understand it better. And um, obviously we had a head start with the bar program, which has been really solid from day one um, and incorporating yoga and circuit and having that circuit background with a lot of the hockey stuff that I did um, uh, doesn't, or doesn't hurt either. Um, you know, I, I want to touch uh, on one subject that um, I, I've, I've seen in my life experience as a very touchy subject sometimes, and that's partnerships. Mm-hmm. Um, so why did you take a partner? Well, partner is, it's a husband and wife, right? Yeah. Uh, and Jeff and Ali, mm-hmm. I guess he's busy right now. Well, it doesn't look for much longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah. yeah. Black Ops fans, yeah. 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 Uh, Jeff, if you listen to this later, you have a, an open kind of account with uh, Matt here. Um, <laughs> but why, why partnership? Why not just the two of you? You know, we always thought it would be a little bit more fun to do it with another couple. Ali and Jeff are, we have a really great relationship with Ali and Jeff. Um, we're straight shooters, I guess you could say. It, everything's on the table. It's wide open. Um, and there's a lot of trust is, I think, the number one thing with them. So we really respect each other's roles. And we work hand in hand. We talk daily. Um, and it's been a really great partnership. Go ahead. Yeah, no, just to touch on that, it's nice that, um, you know, we're so hands-on in the day-to-day, so sometimes the frustrations or the good things and the bad things are here, so it's nice to lean on Ali and Jeff because they're not so um, maybe emotionally attached facility so if we have an issue or we have a good thing or an idea it's always great to bounce it off them they can kind of give you that outsider perspective i mean there will be a day they'll be back and they'll be uh, you know permanently back hopefully that's not for a few more years in just case i know he's got a couple more years left with the chicago organization so exciting for them um but you know we just uh like Rand said it's a great relationship we're having a lot of fun watching it grow um and and we've done it from together from day one so it's been it's been fun um, I still want to stay on this subject uh, because um, I had a few bad experiences. So um, I want to kind of, uh, you know, maybe raise the red flag. So, you know, um, are they active in the business or not at all because he's traveling still with his contracts with uh, the NHL? No, they are active. Yep. So in what fashion? Um they do a lot of the background work. So Jeff works a lot with the social media while he's away. Um, we converse daily, as I said before, with him um, so he can get everything moving with that. Ali does a lot of the apparel and clothing ordering as well as some of the shift um, changes behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, some of the things that aren't so visible but are definitely still a very important part to the business i see and um so you expect them in a few years to come back and join 
the Swag Lab? Um, yeah, I mean, I think their home is going to be Calgary. So, I mean, at that time, I'm sure they're going to want to set roots down here. Um, and uh, I'd be, yeah, so th- there will be a time. Uh, just uh, obviously with the pro hockey career, it's tough to gauge. We know it's not going to be for two more years. So he's got a couple more years underneath his belt and uh, hopefully he can play as long as he wishes to. Um, I see, and it, I'm not kind of uh, you know trying to be a devil's advocate, no, but no. <laughs> it's just from life experience. Uh, you know, sometimes good uh, friendship start uh, or they, they start as friendship, they become partners, and then the friendship kind of dissolves or yeah, will go right. away. Um, and and are you guys prepared? Or are you the four of you? Have you discussed this? How the relationship are going to stay? How is the communication going to stay? Right. And I think, you know, we always, like I said, we we're very open and honest with how we feel on a regular basis. Um, and I think, you know, we look at it as business. And so if something doesn't work out and one partner wants to go a different direction, we don't see that as being hard feelings. Um you know, one of the things that is more more important, most important of business is retention, retention of employees, retention of clients. And um, I don't, you know, I've been working out now for 11 years. Um, you know, my family is pushing me hard. <laughs> and um, I don't see a lot of loyalty in from clients in that industry. How do you guys, um, you know, work on retention of clients and retention of employees? I would say it's all re- relationship building um we genuinely really do care about every single person that steps through the door um we've made a point of getting to know them on a more personal level i wish we had more hours in the day to get to know them even better um but we've created really strong friendships and and relationships with them which is you know key i think with both employees and your clients I think it's just this boutique fitness idea that, um, you know, you're not a tag where you're walking into a gym and scanning and walking through. Um, you know, we we want our people and our instructors and our front desk staff and ourselves to, um, you know, make sure people feel important when they walk through the door. We all come in different shapes and sizes and, you know, we might be starting in the middle of the road or we might just be getting going or maybe we've been doing this for a while at other places. but. Um, at the end of the day, it's about getting healthier. It's about being in better, um, you know, a mental state, whether it's whether it's that or not. So I think that's uh, um, very important to very, very important just to make sure people are in another number. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned that we come in different shape and sizes. Uh, <laughs> since I joined here for the spin class. I think I'm the only one that uses the size 49 shoes. <laughs> we bought those just for you. <laughs> and now, uh, when your front desk, uh, they really kind of uh, give me the feeling that I'm special because, oh, here are your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, for two bucks a pop uh, every time, that's okay. It's my shoes. <laughs> I have a hundred spin classes before I pay those shoes. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, no, it's it's really uh, I, I can attest to that that uh, the feeling here is great when we walk uh, through the doors. Um, do you have any other kind of uh, activities that you do to kind of uh, with your staff, forget uh, not just clients, uh, in order to kind of uh, get them to stay? Yeah, well, I think well, any business when you open up the first few months, you can really wean through the people who are here for the right reasons, and that includes. Uh, front desk, cleaners, um, uh, instructors, whatever it may be, you can really 
uh, wean through t- people's personalities and 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 we want people to represent what we believe so uh, i think you're always going to have you know it's a big team we are we're 30 plus um instructors and staff so uh, for facility so it is a big team and you're always uh, looking to improve and, and push ahead but also being that support cast for someone maybe who is numbers aren't aren't as strong as they want them to be um, to be there to help them uh, to help them grow because we do really do have great people we have um, you know and you wean through the interesting ones at the beginning and and then um, you know kind of get to the point where we are now okay um, we're getting close to the second commercial break we'll talk about the future uh, once we come back. Um, guys, don't forget to check uh, www, the, the, sorry, thesweatlab.com. Uh, like them at uh, the Sweat Lab YYC on Facebook. Follow them on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, we, Cassandra, will send another post through our social media and we will be back uh, in two minutes after the commercial break. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now. 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. tuned into Taking Care of Business with David Wallach. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to dvwallach at gmail.com. That's D-I-V-I-Wallach at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's show. And we're back here with uh, Rianne and Matt. And uh, as uh, I mentioned before we went uh, to the break, we're going to talk about the future. And uh, one of the things that we just released, or Cassandra released uh, on Facebook, is a video of your new venture. Can you share with us uh, the new venture that uh, you are planning or already beyond planning that point? Yeah, so we're looking to, um, we're opening actually, a studio in North Vancouver. Um, We're hoping to be open in September. Obviously, construction can be a tricky thing sometimes. So we're. What a bar? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, we're setting for, we're pushing for September opening date. 
I see. And uh, who's going to run it? We, uh, we've been out there and we have a, a lady here that's um, part of our team and she's going to be moving out and helping to be that support cast um, for uh, for a manager that we just actually hired not long ago. Um, we can't really disclose the information right now because he's got some, you know, sure. some, some other issues, but uh, with another job. So, um, but we're very excited to, to release that here in a month or so time and uh, have him have him come out and uh, be a part of our our 30-day challenge that's going to start after the long weekend. Um, but yeah, it's all a process. It's a learning experience. We're very excited. Um, this has always been the big picture of the Sweat Lab is to to expand. I think originally we thought it would be a Calgary, but um, a lot of a lot of a lot of studios have popped up, and uh, we just feel the market is very similar to what we're in involved in right now. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. So when you, you say uh, that the uh, big plan is to um, expand, do you have your mission, vision, and how do you see uh, SWAT Lab five years from now or ten years from now? Maybe I'll drop another two pounds by then, <laughs> but uh, in terms of the business. We've always looked to expand abroad. Um, we, we always take things a step at a time, though. So we like to focus on one location at a time, get it up and running, um, make sure that it's to the level that we want it to be. Um, it, instead of expanding really quickly and then feeling too overwhelmed and like we can't catch up and the product isn't where it should be. Um, so our goal, yes, is to expand beyond Vancouver. What does that look like? We're hoping sooner than later. Um, but again, we'll just take it one step at a time. I see. And uh, beyond Vancouver and abroad, you mean, what, Europe, South you America? You just never know. Okay. <laughs> I, I, it seems to me that you guys still have something in your heart for Europe. So, we do, yeah, we do love Europe, absolutely. Yeah. It's different than here, right? It's different, yeah. 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 It's pretty um, amazing we all like. <laughs> I see. Um, so when you look at it as uh, the plan to grow, is it uh, corporate? Is it franchise, uh, those uh, new labs? that will pop up around the world? Yeah, mm -hmm. I think uh, we've talked about both. Um, you know, what, what this has done and with the expansion process to Vancouver um, has really pushed us to to really um, have, a, have, a, have a plan and have, a, have all the background work. How are we going to support people with the trainings? How are we going to support this new manager with, uh, you know, managing and, and, and really just worrying about dealing with the people and creating this great community in North Vancouver that we've been lucky to be a part of here in west of Calgary. Um, so yeah, it's um, it's really forced us to put a lot of work in behind the scenes. There's not a lot of sleep right now, but that's uh, but that's exciting. I see. <laughs> um, not a lot of sleep. Uh, how old are your kids? <laughs> uh, we have a 12-year-old son, and then a 10-year-old daughter and a six-year-old daughter. So it's not because of them that you don't. No, sleep. no. no. Past those years, <laughs> I see. Um, you know, part of being in a community, and especially you guys being in a, you know really a community-based organization in Western. I don't think we have a lot of people join us for the spin or bar or, or yoga from Northeast, Northwest, or Southeast Calgary. It's based on the West side of Calgary. Um, how involved are you with charity? Yeah, well, obviously, you mentioned they were doing these rides. Um, we've done, uh, we did a great gala a couple of years ago um, that we haven't continued on just because uh, we felt as a, as a group, just the way the economy was, it wasn't uh, maybe the time to ask people to continue to donate to this charity. So that's something that we're going to try to launch in October, November again. Um, and I think it's just, uh, we got a lot of, um, 
a lot of people asking for donations and 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 passes. So um, I, we we are, we stay true to what we believe. Um, you know, a lot of the, our community that comes to the Sweat Lab, um, when those people ask for for donations, we we try to look at it and and try to support them back the way that they support us. So there's always events and things you can do. I mean, charity works. Uh, you could run a ton of charity events. But it just—I think when we put on events, it's something that's important to us. It's important to to the the co-founders, um, and and it has to mean something to, to us. So that's where we try to look at and put on these events. There's so many different ideas. Uh, how we do a bar to bar, we do a dance night, we do um, this a ride. So it's just really trying to figure out what people are really going to want to come in and, and have fun doing doing a class while supporting a supporting a charity. Um, you know, do you see uh, the sweat lab? getting your kind of um, uh, a charity event that will be, you know, one charity that you support instead of multiple and it will be kind of uh, identified with a sweat lab or you just want to kind of be nice to everybody or at least to as many as you can because th- that's something that I struggle every year as well because mm-hmm. every business owner gets, gets those uh, requests. Right? right. I think um, one charity that is really true to all of our hearts is mental mental health um, with us being in the fitness industry it goes hand in hand the mental and physical wellness um, as well you know we've seen a lot of people in our own close proximity be affected by mental health as well as in the hockey community that we're both a part of um, post hockey there's a lot of of depression um, and mental health issues there so that's definitely something that's why that I was, asked you how was it <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was lucky with him for sure <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah that's that's a major charity for us but as well as Matt said we like to support um, people that are close to us and um, the ride that's coming up is for for close friends of ours, Jason, we're going to be doing the ride for that as well as the Tony Khan um, Foundation. So we're doing a ride for them as well next month. Um, so we try to, you know, we spread it around a little bit with with people that we really do feel strongly about supporting. But yes, mental health is is one of our top choices. That's like it's like you said, it's really tough because you have a lot of people request, you know, that want want charity work or you know um, donations and that. So it's sometimes tough to say. To say no, um, it's not because you don't want to. It's just you, you know you got to really you hand select um, hand select it, and it's not easy. So as I mentioned, Zora and I will be here for the ride for autism, and mm-hmm. I hope other people will join us and pay more than the twenty five bucks. Uh, and uh, you know, uh, Matt, earlier uh, when we spoke about the start of Sweat Lab, uh, you said you know we made some mistakes. So um, can you share with us? Both of you, two or three mistakes that you have, you along the way you realize today you did, and you recommend a new person that goes in into entrepreneurship, whether it's in this industry or any other industry, can avoid making those mistakes. Oh, I know. I've, oh, it's at least a so long. That's a tough question. Where do you want to start? No, I think there's lots of little no. mistakes. I, I think you always, I always said, the, it's a, I remember reading a quote and I said, if you're not making mistakes, you're not trying. So um, one mistake, I think right off the gates, I think we valued our valued ourselves so maybe a little bit higher price point wise. Um, we're, uh, so I th- think that was an adjustment that we had to do. Uh, 
and that and that you know and that takes a little bit of time to try to feel that out especially because you're such a new business you know now there's a now there's a concrete base so when people look at north when from the people of north vancouver start to check out the sweat lab there's a website to go to there's you know there's a social media account there's all these things so i think that we're not going to be you know there's something that people can draw from when they go into it so i think that's you know we're going to be ahead of the game there but yeah i think that would probably be the first Mm-hmm. Right, the first one I could, that would pop to my mind. Obviously, we made adjustments pretty quick, <laughs> and uh, found, found a way to get people people back in and tried it a second time for for who maybe tried it the first time. I think those are always um, always tough. Maybe it's not the most ideal experience or with a you know with an instructor. I mean, we all have our favorite instructors and favorite classes that we like to go. I don't to, have so. any. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate them all equally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think it's um, you know. Uh, we try to make sure people really get in and try it out, and that's why we offer that two-week uh, unlimited, so people have the chance to come in and really venture and try all different avenues and uh, uh, aspects of the sweat lab. But even try different instructors because some some instructors are um, maybe maybe relate to them a little bit better than others, and that's just the reality of life. We don't try to make our instructors concrete. We try to make them true to what they are personality-wise, and we hope that shows out in their classes and the type of type of classes they have. Well, and I th- yeah, Rianne, I wanted your opinion as well, because you were yeah. active in the business before Matt. Right, kind of and I, th- I think the best advice I can give is to be flexible. So you come in with this vision, and you want to stay headstrong with what you believe and you think. That's why you come to bar and That's yoga, why. right? Exactly. To be flexible. Exactly, <laughs> to be flexible. We're going to have you in that bar room doing the splits pretty soon. Um, but I think, you know, you know, staying true to your vision, like Matt said, and staying true to what you believe in and the path that you want to take, but also realizing that your clients will dictate a little bit of what they want as well and being, you know, open to those changes. On a positive note, what are two things that went very worked very well for you when you did this process of opening and you recommend someone that wants to start a business to follow? I think um, talk to as many people as you can. That was great. Get as much advice as you can from the people that have already walked the path before you. Um, that's one thing I would say that we did that was great. Yeah, and I think it used to, I think when you realize what Rand said, um, you have a strict business model in your head. And if you can just get the idea that, you know, people are going to tell you what to say. It's like the charity. Not, you can't do everything you want to do it for us. We can't do every class that everyone wants and can't have an instructor on every class <laughs> as much as we'd like to. They're fab, your favorite instructor, favorite class. Um, so there's a fine line, but um, you got to be open to suggestions. And sometimes you got to take the bad with the good and you re- really appreciate the good feedback. And uh, the, the, maybe the negative feedback is just making you stronger, and you just you can't take it personally. You got to just find a way, you know, to make, to to try to fix the fix it and make it better. Um, one, last question I have, and um, I promise you there will be questions that I don't share with you. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you had a chance today to invite two or three people, whether dead or alive, to meet them, people that influenced you or you want to learn from, who would we? Um, oh God. To just to invite them into our facility? To invite them for lunch, invite them for beer, invite them to the facility. Oh, gosh. Janet Jackson? <laughs> I always talk about that. I'm, I always have to have a Janet Jackson in one of my, my classes. I don't know. Well, mine would be more, I'd be more sport athletes. I'd be probably, um, you know, I'd stick to sport athletes. One, obviously, Wayne Gretzky would be a great guy to sit down with. That's uh, one of the best players of all time. And uh, I always had a thing really, really appreciated watching uh michael jordan play basketball 
Um, so I think those are I'm athletic background, yeah. so you can try, kind of tell. But uh, athletes would be great to sit in a room and uh, pick those guys' brains. I mean, you you don't become that successful without a lot of drive and a lot of passion. So it'd be really neat to pick their brains. Perfect. Um, so the last uh, item we're going to release on our social media is Bar to Bar uh, that is going to start here on my, May 9th at 7 p.m. Uh, with a bar that you're going to lead, Ryan? Yeah. So. And uh, we'll be followed uh, at the Mercato West Bar, B-A-R. <laughs> um, <laughs> I decided that I'll join the second part of the event. Uh, you mean you're not going to come in a tutu? And uh, no, it's the night before we leave to our son's ma- uh, wedding, so oh, we'll gosh. be busy. Um, guys, we're almost done. Uh, we'd like to thank you both, uh, Rianne and Matt, for hosting us here, and more important, for sharing your story and the success and the journey you kind of went through in your life and, and with the SWAT Lab, and good luck with your Vancouver uh, new venture. Thank you. Um, our guest next week is Jeff Blackman from Chicago. Uh, if you want to grow your business, you should tune in and uh, next Tuesday and listen to Jeff. He is a master in creating profits through people. Uh, Jeff was inducted into the Speakers Hall of Fame in the U.S., and is a member of the National Speakers Association south of the border. Uh, I want to thank our listeners and remind you, like us on Facebook, connect with me on LinkedIn, and follow me on Twitter. I wish you all a prosperous week, and I will meet you here next Tuesday, April 25th, at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. Your host, David Wallach. Thank you for listening to Taking Care of Business. Please join David Wallach again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until we talk again, make your week as great as you want it. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.